His divine grace, Srila Bhaya Charanaravindam Bhakti Vedanta Swai Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavad Gita Yatha Rupa Ki Jai, Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai, Sri Gora Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Sri Gita Jayanti Mahatsava Ki Jai, Nitai Gora Pimanande Hriyaribo. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Gorango. Glories to you, Srila Prabhupada. So please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmei Shri Gurave Nama Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale 
स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वापदाकृपाधुभ्यतीतनाभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमः ओम विष्णुपाय कृष्णपीष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदात स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिदेशिणे नमः ओम विष्णुपाय कृष्णपीष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वतीनामिने जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय श्रीमद भागवत गीता था रूप की जाय so today we're reading from shrimad bhagavad gita chapter 12 which is entitled devotional service uh this is one of the key chapters of the bhagavad gita we'll do texts 13 and 14 today if any of you know the verse also you can chant along with me advishta sarva bhutanam metraha karuna evacha nirmamo nirahankaraha सम दुख सुख क्षमी संतुष्ट सतत योगी यतात्म धृद निश्चय मयि अर्पित मनोबुद्धि यो मद्भक्त समय प्रिय अद्वेष्ट सर्वूता अद्वेष्टाभूता मेत्र करुण मेत्र करुण निर्मो निरहंकार निर्मो निरहंकार सम दुख क्षम क्षमी सम दुख सुखाक्षमी संतुष्ट संतुष्ट सतत योगी संतुष्ट सतत योगी यतात्मृद निश्चय यतात्मृद निश्चय मयि अर्पित मनोबुद्धि मयि अर्पित मनोबुद्धि यो मद्भक्त समय प्रिय यो मद्भक्त समय प्रिय बॉडी लाइक टू रिपीट अद्वेष्ट सर्वूता मेत्र करुण निर्ममो निरहंकार समुखक्षमी संतुष्ट सतत योगी 
यतात्मा दृढनिश्चय मैं यार पिता मनोबुद्धि यो मत भक्त समय प्रिय अद्वेष्टा सर्वभूताना प्रहकरुण एवचा निर्ममो निरहंकारः समदुखक्षकक्षमी संतुष्टः सततम योगी यतात्मा दृढनिश्चयः मैं अपिता मनोबुद्धिर यो मे भक्त समय प्रियः अद्वेष्टा नॉन एनवियस सर्वभूतानाम toward living toward all living entities metraha friendly karunaha kindly eva certainly cha also nirmamaha with no sense of proprietorship nirahankaraha without false ego sama equal dukha in distress sukha and happiness shama forgiving santushtaha satisfied satatam always yogi one engaged in devotion yata atma self controlled dridanishaya with determination may upon me our pita engaged manaha mind buddhihi and intelligence yaha one who madbhaktaha my devotee saha he me to me priyaha dear translation by his divine grace shri prabhupada ki jai please repeat after me one who is not envious but is a kind friend to all living entities who does not think himself a proprietor and is free from false ego who is equal in both happiness and distress who is tolerant always satisfied self controlled and engaged in devotional service with determination his mind and intelligence fixed on me such a devotee of mine is very dear to me so again krishna is speaking he says one who is not envious one who is not envious but is a kind friend to all living entities who does not think himself a proprietor and is free from false ego who is equal in both happiness and distress who is tolerant always satisfied self-controlled and engaged in devotional service with determination his mind and intelligence fixed on me such a devotee of mine is very dear to me purport by his divine grace shila prabhupada ki jai Coming again to the point of pure devotional service Lord Krishna is describing the transcendental qualifications of a pure devotee 
in these two verses. A pure devotee is never disturbed in any circumstances, nor is he envious of anyone, nor does a devotee become his enemy's enemy. He thinks, quote, This person is acting as my enemy due to my own past misdeeds, so it is better to suffer than to protest. Close quotes. In the Shimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14, Text 8, it is stated, Anukampan susukshmano bhunjana evatmakritam vipakam. Whenever a devotee is in distress or has fallen into difficulty, he thinks that it is the Lord's mercy upon him. He thinks, quote, Thanks to my past misdeeds, I should suffer far, far greater than I am suffering now. So it is by the mercy of the Supreme Lord that I am not getting all the punishment I am due. I am just getting a little by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Close quotes. Therefore, he is always calm, quiet, and patient, despite many distressful conditions. A devotee is always kind to everyone, even to his enemy. Nirmama means that a devotee does not attach much importance to the pains and troubles pertaining to the body, because he knows perfectly well that he is not the material body. He does not identify with the body, therefore he is freed from the conception of false ego and is equipoised in happiness and distress. He is tolerant and is satisfied with whatever comes by the grace of the Supreme Lord. He does not endeavor much to achieve something with great difficulty, therefore he is always joyful. He is completely perfect mystic because he is fixed in the instructions received from the spiritual master. And because his senses are controlled, he is determined. He is not swayed by false arguments. No one can lead him from the fixed determination of devotional service. He is fully conscious that Krishna is the eternal Lord. No one can disturb him. All these qualifications enable him to fix his mind and intelligence entirely on the Supreme Lord. Such a standard of devotional service is undoubtedly very rare. But a devotee becomes situated in that stage by following the regulative principles of devotional service. Furthermore, the Lord says that such a devotee is very dear to him, for the Lord is always pleased with all his activities in full Krishna consciousness. Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnanin Janashalakaya Chakshurun Minutam Yena Tasmei Shri Guruvenva Namam Vishnupadaya Krishna Peshtaya Uttale Srimate Tamam Krishna Guruswamintana Hare Krishna. So in this verse, why I read this verse is this verse typifies Krishna's reason for speaking Bhagavad Gita. Krishna advanced once in a day of Brahma. A day of Brahma is a very long period of time. The four yugas as we know, Satya Yuga, Dwapara Yuga, Treta Yuga and Kali Yuga, that's normally how they come. But when Krishna comes, Dwapara and Treta switch. So Treta comes before Dwapara. But these yugas cycle 2,000 times in a day of Brahma. 1,000 times in the day and 1,000 times in the night. Just like for us, we have approximately 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night. So in these 2,000 cycles of the four yugas, our 8,640,000,000 years go by. So you can imagine, right now we live for approximately 80 to 100 years. Some live a little shorter, some a little longer. 
But you can imagine how many millions of lives we've already lived because Brahma appeared in this universe by his calculations 50 years ago. Now, in his 50 years, our a little over than 155 trillion years have gone by. Sorry, I have to correct the figure. His full day is our 311 trillion years. Not 8,640,000,000 is his one day. His one lifetime is 311 trillion years, a little over that. Half of it has gone. So 155 trillion years have gone. And we've been around since Brahma came, by the way. So we've lived millions and millions and millions of lives. Now in, in that in one day of Brahma, which is 8,640,000,000 years, Krishna appears once. Lord Ram will appear a thousand times. Every time Treta Yuga will happen, Lord Ram will appear. That's why you hear many stories of Lord Rama that are a little different because they are from different Treta Yugas. With Krishna, you don't hear many differences because he appears only once in a day of Brahma. So why does Krishna appear? Krishna appears because the living entities are very powerful. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, Krishna describes the soul as amazing. Each and every soul is very amazing. Even the souls that inhabit living entities that we don't consider very important, like an amoeba or a germ or an insect like that. We don't consider them very important. But each and every one of their souls is very amazing. Very amazing. What to speak of a human being? Human beings are amazing personalities. Each and every one of us is very amazing. And one of the amazing things is that we're also very stubborn. (laughs) We like to do what we want to do and we don't like to listen too much to others who are explaining what should be done and what should not be done. We determine ourselves, I think this is what I will do and that's what I will do. So this is the this is our life. And so even though Lord Ramachandra came a thousand times to take us home back to Godhead, we didn't go back. <laughs> we stayed back. So Krishna knows my living entities are like me. They're very amazing personalities. Because Krishna is a very amazing personality himself. And we emanate from Krishna. So obviously we're going to be amazing as well. Just like a calf emanates from a cow. So if the cow is a great personality, the calf is going to be a great personality too. It's just a matter of time. So Krishna knows that the only way all these living entities are going to come back home again, and I'll tell you why he wants us to come back home, is if I myself come and do something about it. So that is why Krishna advanced, to actually show us some love and explain to us why going back to the planet of Golok Vrindavan is the best thing to do in our lives. It is our original home and it's an amazing home because Krishna makes an arrangement to give us a home that is way beyond amazing. Now this is where I want to tell you a little bit of a analogy because then it explains to us what is happening here. So, how many of us are parents here by the way? Parents? Of course, good. And of course all of us have parents. We have our parents. And most of us have had very good experiences with our parents, right? They were very nice to us, especially when we were babies. They looked after us, they fed us, they gave us an education like that, right? We feel good about our parents, that they did so much for us. Now imagine the baby grows up and the baby becomes like a year old and the baby starts talking now, right? Baby starts talking, thinking... Baby starts asking questions, why, 
Why do you do this? Why do you do that? You know, for those of us who have had children, you realize how when they're very young, they're very smart. They know how to manipulate the parents so they can get something from the parents like that. But imagine if the baby says to the father and mother, I don't know you. Who are you? I don't care about you. I'm just going to walk out of the house and I'm going to take care of it myself. Because I'm so smart, I can do it. What do you think will happen to that baby at one year of age when that boy or girl walks out of the house? What do you think is going to happen? You live in the United States of America. What is some of the most important, biggest crime that happens in the United States of America? Huh? American president? No. <laughs> I know some of us don't like him very much, but please. <laughs> it's actually human trafficking, right? It's, an, it's, it's a very, very bad situation, actually, in America. It's all over the world, but America especially is very bad. There's a lot of human trafficking that goes on. If your child walks out of the house at one year of age, you can pretty much be assured you're not going to see that child again. If you just let the child go for five minutes, in five minutes, that child could be five miles away from you. And you have no idea where the child's gone. Okay? But what happens to the child when they're human trafficked? Huh? They're definitely abused. They're definitely abused. Sorry, they even end up dead. Right? Terrible things happen to that child. Now, if you were to advise the child, before the child was to leave the house, what would you say to that child? What is the child's best bet? He may not like his father and mother, because his father and mother told him to please have your veggies, you know, eat your vegetables. (laughs) Because the father and mother told the child, you know, it's time to eat now. You've been playing all along. Please put your toys aside, and now the time has come to eat. Now the time has come to take a bath. The child thinks, oh, you're such a bad father and mother. You stop me from playing. You don't let me do what I do. But if you were there, let's grow a little older than one. Let's take a two or three-year-old, so that at least there's some sense in the child, right? What would you advise that child? Chant Hare Krishna? Unlikely. Unlikely. Huh? Yes, please don't leave the house. You may not like your parent, but your parents love you more than anybody else can love you, right? Isn't it true that the parents love their children so much? And especially I notice among some parents from certain cultures, they love their children so much, they don't even let go of their children after the children become married. They still think of them as my baby. I remember my father, I became a grandfather, and he still considered me his baby. And he would tell me, this is what you have to do, I'm your father. You have to listen to me. I said, Dad, I'm a grandfather now. When am I going to be able to make my choices? Please, give me some room. Let me bring up my children how I want to bring up my children. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you go overboard. But why would my father do that? Why would the parents do that? Because they love their children. They want their children to be happy. So that is why they tell their children, go to school, study, so that you can... Get nice education, and then hopefully you'll get a nice business or job, or whatever, and then you'll live a nice, comfortable life, happy life, right? Like that. But the children don't appreciate it at that time. How many of us thought our parents were not the best parents when we were teenagers, especially when we were teenagers? Yeah. And after marriage, what happens? You realize, right, why the parents were right. Because now you're the parent. Now the shoe is on the other foot. 
Now you realize why they were saying what they were saying. You get the idea? Now, we as parents are not perfect parents. We certainly have some faults in us. All of us have some faults in us. It is natural to have fault. To err is human. Okay? But even as parents with faults, with insecurities, etc., we're still the best persons to look after our children. Correct? I mean, there are times when it's sometimes not like that, but let's say, generally speaking, it is like that. Correct? So in the same way, the best person to take care of us, the best person to take care of us is Krishna himself. And Krishna loves us. He is our parent. He says that in the Bhagavad Gita. Aham bija pradapitaha. I am the seed giving father of all living entities. So he wants to take us back home. Because we left home. We thought I can do better by myself. So we left home and we came to the material world. What is the general experience in the material world? Is there a lot of bliss going around? Is everybody totally happy? In the US do you think everybody is very happy? Extremely happy? You can see, people are suffering a lot, right? Yes, they do have temporary happiness for a little while, because it's really absence of unhappiness that they feel is happiness. When they get a gap between two unhappy points, they think, at least I'm happy. <laughs> but that's not real happiness. Real happiness is bliss. Now, what do you call bliss? Bliss is, an example is, when Kirtan was going on, right? You saw people were dancing, right? Even the person whose health was not very good, I noticed, he was trying to dance, Right? So when people's health is not very good, they're not happy, are they? When your health is not good, are you happy? How many of you are happy when your health is not good? I'm just putting my hand up so in case anybody has the courage to say yes also. But you can see his health is not happy, but he's happy because he's doing kirtan. Why? Because kirtan is non-different from Krishna himself. When you do kirtan, you are actually experiencing Krishna And it will make you happy because the soul wants to have Krishna. The mind may not want it. The intelligence may not want it because it became contaminated by all these lifetimes in the material world. But the soul definitely wants it. So Krishna says that how do you become a devotee of Krishna? So here in this verse, some examples were given that we are a kind We are kind to all living entities because we understand that everybody is child of Krishna. And yes, everyone makes mistakes, so we don't become unkind to them. We stay kind so that they can be encouraged to also come to know Krishna and become happy again. For those of you who have gone into devotion, how many of you would say that you had a bad experience as a devotee? That you are having a bad experience and you would rather not be a devotee? See, nobody puts their hand up. Because the experience, yes, there are problems in being a devotee, because we're in the material world. It's not the devotion that's causing the problem. It is just the fact that we're in the material world. So even devotees have to suffer the material world. But even though they're suffering, it says in this verse, they stay focused on loving Krishna and being nice to others. And they remain determined to always love Krishna. So simply to love Krishna is the greatest thing that we can do in our lives. Because what that does is that Krishna starts making arrangements for us so that we will once again come to know him fully. And then once you know him fully, there are no more problems after that. Because even though there may be problems in the material world, our consciousness rises above those problems and does not affect us. And this is a fact. 
For those devotees who have experienced that, they will tell you it's a fact. Who is an example of a devotee like that, that we know, who has come and visited this temple, who actually has risen above real problems in life, and you can see the person is always happy, even though the person has so many problems in their life. Who is an example? I often quote that example myself in classes. Prabhupada is not here at the time. I wish he was. Would have been nice to see him and, you know, I could have given. Jayapataka Maharaj is a good example, right? How many of you do not know Jayapataka Maharaj? Put your hands up. Hmm, a few of you. Okay. Jayapataka Maharaj is a spiritual master in our movement. And he suffers terribly in his health. Terribly. He can't sleep at night properly. He can't even turn around in bed. Somebody has to turn him to be able to turn in bed. He can't lie in any position that will make him uh, free of pain. Alright? He cannot even eat properly. His hand won't even work properly. His spoon is a bent spoon because otherwise it just won't go into his mouth. It will fall outside. Okay? He can't even speak properly because of the terrible health that he goes through. He suffers so much that the devotees always expect that any time he could actually be leaving his body. Precarious health situation. Every so often he goes to hospital, ends up in ICU to try and revive him again. For those of us who have met him, how many of you would say that Jayapataka Maharaj is always in bliss? Put your hands up. There you go. Now, for us, if we have a little problem like a toothache, our bliss goes right out the window, right? Forget any more bliss, it's over. Until the dentist fix my... And I don't even like the dentist, by the way. You only go to the dentist because you have to. Right? As soon as the drill starts, people like me faint, you know what I mean? I hate the idea of a drill in my, in my tooth. It's so painful, you know what I mean? Even though they give you an injection, I still feel pain. Because I imagine the pain. You see what I'm saying? It's not that there's pain. I remember when I went to India this time, and I met the dentist. The dentist didn't give me an injection. I said, no, you have to give me an injection. He said, no, you don't need an injection. That enamel does not have any nerves in it, so you won't feel it. I said, ma'am, I will feel it. I'm already feeling it. <laughs> you please give me an injection. She was like, no, I will not give you an injection. You sit there, and I'm going to do this. Oh, my God, what did I went through? <laughs> But my point is, small pain like that can put us off big time. Okay? But for devotees, consciousness rises. And there are many devotees like that. He's one of them, but he's a good example. Because he, he has, nobody I think suffers as much as he suffers. That I know of. You know? And yet we can see. Why? Because his consciousness is high. He's always thinking of Krishna. He's talking about Krishna all the time. When he speaks, he comes like, he speaks like a lion. He roars in a class like a lion. So this is, this is the value of becoming a devotee. That we raise our consciousness. And of course, many of us have been devotees for a long period of time and we still have not raised our consciousness to that point. So we may think, wow, not working for me. I wish it was working for me. But hang in there. It will work. Obviously, Jayapataka Maharaj was not a devotee just in this life. He is a devotee from many lives. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he is also a Nitya Siddha, which means he's really come directly from the spiritual world. Prabhupada said as much that he came from the spiritual world directly just to help us become Krishna conscious. So for the rest of us who are not from the spiritual world directly, 
we are from this world. It takes a little while, but hang in there. It actually happens. A lot of us are noticing it is getting a lot better. It's not like, you know, it's the same it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, depending on how long we've been in devotion. Devotees will tell you pretty much every five years it gets a little better. And after 20, 30 years, you really notice a huge difference. And between Prabhupada said 30 to 40 years, you'll notice a full difference, pretty much. Like that. So, this is why Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita. So that we will become interested to know what is the real truth. Instead of getting involved with fake news and then spinning like a dog chasing its tail, never knowing exactly where we are in our lives. Not like that. So we are very fortunate that Srila Prabhupada came to the West and brought this message to the West so that we can become devotees. And the simple way to become a devotee is actually by associating with other devotees, by reading Prabhupada's books and helping distribute them, by chanting Hare Krishna as we did. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And there are many ways to chant. You can do Japa, you can do Kirtan like we did, you can do Sankirtan, which is when you do it together. Sankirtan like that. You can do Brihad Sankirtan by going out on the streets and actually chanting loudly there so that others will also come to know. And then of course, by taking prasadam. It's an easy way to become Krishna conscious. Just eat a lot of nice prasadam. You see what I'm saying? Dancing in front of the deities like that. Having some devotion in our lives. Some discipline like that. That really helps us in our lives. And then encouraging others to do the same. Doing, being encouraged ourselves and encouraging others. These are ways to actually become great devotees. So, this is why Srila Prabhupada set up this movement. And on Gita Jayanti Day, we are reminded that this is the purpose of our life. And while we are living our life and running our businesses or doing our jobs and doing the best we can, like say, for example, that child, going back to the child, if the child stays in the home, does that mean the child has to do nothing? No. The child has to do some things, right? The mother may give the child some chores to do. They might require them to study, right? To do your homework. So it's not like the child does nothing. It's not that because Krishna is there for us, I have to do nothing. No, we try our best. But with the blessings of Lord Krishna, with the mercy of Lord Krishna, we will be able to achieve a lot more. Just like a child, with the blessings of the parents, the parent becomes happy, right? Imagine that you were a parent who was very, very rich, like Bill Gates. Right? If your child pleases you, he can expect a lot of money, right? Because <laughs> he pleased his father or mother, the father and mother is going to become more inclined to give to the child. You see what I'm saying? No, Krishna is not like that. He's not looking for money, by the way. He's simply looking for love. Because for him, love is the most important thing. And as we are practicing, sometimes we find... Others are not practicing properly. But what we do is internally, we do the best to practice very strictly. And externally, we adjust a little, just so that others are not discouraged. But we try to be as strict outside as possible, so that others will get a good example to follow as well. What does it mean to be strict? Strict really means to have pure love for Krishna. Not to do it for any other purpose. Not to do it with any uh, um, agenda that is separate from Krishna in mind. But do it for Krishna's agenda, as he explains to us. Hare Krishna, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to ask if any of you would like to say anything or ask any question.
before we move on to the next part of the program. Yes, Prabhuji. So. Prabhu Krishna says, if you have a material desire, also come to me instead of going to any other God. Yes. Same thing with the parent, right? If you want something that is not a good thing, you still have to go to the parent, right? You don't go to some stranger. If you go to some stranger and ask for a bad thing, what will happen? That stranger is going to abuse you, right? But if you go to your father and mother and ask him or her and her for a bad thing, what will happen? He may give you or may not give you. They may or may not give you, but at least they'll give you some explanation. They'll give you something, right? So that you're not left empty-handed. You see what I'm saying? They will try to take care of you as much as possible. But if it is not good for you, they'll explain a little to you or tell you, I'll give it to you later when you're ready for it. Like if you're a six-year-old and you go to your father and say, I want to have my Mercedes-Benz. What do you think your father is going to say to you? <laughs> I'd love to give you the Mercedes-Benz, but grow up a little. Get your driver's license, then I'll give you the Mercedes-Benz. You see what I'm saying? Now a stranger may say to you, I'll give you the Mercedes-Benz right now. And then what will happen? They'll take you away in that Mercedes-Benz, right? And then your life is completely ruined. You get the idea? Yes. So Krishna says, if you have material desires, ask me. Because if you ask Krishna, then Krishna will take care of it in the right way. But be careful what you ask, because he's going to give it to you. And if you don't deserve it, you'll have to come back in your next life to get that Mercedes-Benz. And in your next life, Mercedes-Benz may not be the best car to drive. <laughs> it might have changed. It might be a Tesla. Or it might be something else. You get the idea? So you have to be careful what you ask. Therefore we say, if you ask Krishna for anything, add four words before it. If you so desire. Add those four words, then ask. Say, Krishna, Krishna, I would like to get one billion dollars in my bank account, <laughs> if you so desire. <laughs> because after you get a billion dollars, what can go wrong in your life? A lot, right? Yes. A lot can go wrong in your life. <laughs> if you can cause problems with a thousand dollars in your bank account, you will cause major problems with a billion dollars in your bank account. <laughs> So be careful what you ask for. But yes, ask him for material desires and add, add those four words so that he will give it to you at the right time. He'll qualify you first and then give it to you at the right time. You'll get it. And you could also say, I really didn't want it, like Dhruva Maharaj, right? Dhruva Maharaj wanted this huge kingdom and when the time came to get the kingdom, he said to Krishna, I don't want the kingdom, I want you. You are much better than the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So we can do that as devotees. So that's... But yes, always ask Krishna. No, be good or bad, ask Krishna. Just add these four words. So that Krishna will take care of it nicely. Any other questions or points? No? Thank you very much. We will now uh, do the Japa session. Of course, Prashad may serve out downstairs. Vancha Kalpa, Thirubhascha, Kripa Sanduvya Evacha, Patita Nam Pavane Bhyo, Vaishnava Bhyo, Namo Namaha. Srimad Bhagavad Gita Tharutaki Jai. Shri Vaishnava Brindaki Jai Nitai Gaur Pramanandi Hari Hari Bo So Radhakala Chanji's Christmas list is a, you can find it in the hallway if you want to buy some gifts for Shishi Radhakala Chanji It will also be on Facebook and the email the, the weekly email Kala Chanji Kata Thank you And in the Prasadam room You put it there?